it is Valentine's week. And that for many people is fraught with hopes and dreams and no thank you, not interested. Some of us are in good relationships. Some of us are in hard relationships. Some of us are in no relationships. And in this week's podcast, I actually want to dive into something that is so crucial to every human heart. Everyone has a story of love and the story of how you have learned love and the fears around it, the rejection, the conditions of love. That is actually one of the most central stories of your life. How have you learned love? So we're actually gonna sit around as a group of guys and we're gonna share some notes around Valentine's Day. But then I wanna talk about the deep, deep significance of our story of love so that we can all, wherever we are this week, ask God into that. Hey, welcome back everybody to the Wild at Heart podcast here in the week of February 12th, or more importantly said, the week of Valentine's Day, two days away. And thus, a group of guys sitting around the table here this week, Alan, Welcome yes. back. Thanks, John. Want to introduce Dave on our team who handles all of our video content and produces the podcast for us each week. Good to have you, Dave. Thanks. And Conrad, who works in our deep discipleship track with Morgan and the Become a Good Soil world. You're going to understand why <laughs> I asked three other guys into the studio here in Valentine's week in just a minute. But before we dive in, let's do what we always do. Let's get rid of the chaos. Let's get rid of the pressures, the, yeah, whatever has already grabbed you. Let's take a moment to do the pause, release everything, everyone to God so that we can be present to what he has for us here in the podcast. Yeah, Jesus, we do. We release everything to you right now. All of the pressures, the fears, all of the messages that we've already received in this day or into the week. Jesus, I need to release all of that to you right now to come back to my own heart, my own soul, and to come back to you. So just take a moment, friends, and just give everyone and everything to Jesus. And I ask that you would restore my union with you, God. Deepen, strengthen, and restore my union with you. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear how you're moving and how you're speaking to me, even right here in this week's podcast. Amen. Okay. I, I almost want to apologize to the guys who are watching this, because two days' notice may not <laughs> may not have been exactly helpful. 
right. Conrad was saying before we started recording, God, we probably should have done this last week <laughs> to just give guys a heads up. Because if you're listening to this on Wednesday, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, okay, so it, it's Valentine's Day, Valentine's Week, and that is a holiday that tends to have a lot of ambivalent feelings around it. Maybe we say gently. A lot of anticipation, perhaps, for some. Maybe fear and imminent failure for others. So, <laughs> it, I know, I know. We, it would have been fair to do two back-to-back that had the ladies, but we had a series going, and then we landed in this week, and we went, hey, let's at least talk to the guys. Yeah. And, and share honestly about Valentine's Day, what it raises in us, so that we can get to something good. The, the overall goal here is not to diss Valentine's Day. The goal is we think we have some notes from our playbook over the years that might be helpful um, to men and women listening to this. So yeah, it just we also want to get some younger, younger blood in the room here as well. <clears throat> you got the sage, right? <laughs> you have the king. Yes. And then, yeah, you have a couple warrior lovers here. So, um, and John, let me tell you, in terms of getting guys in here, just to show <laughs> the kind of the kryptonite around Valentine's Day for men, one guy on our team, I won't say his name, I probably should, but I won't, who I talked to early on said, I think I may have jury duty that day. <laughs> and I'm hoping I get called in rather than <laughs> you call me into the podcast. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty intense. Yeah. Okay. So pressure around Valentine's Day. It's two days away. Let's be honest. What are you feeling? Yeah, pressure. Totally. And if I can get underneath it and actually say, okay, Jesus, what is the pressure about? Yeah. It That alone helps. Just like I can feel the release valve okay. of even just to say Jesus's name and invite him into even Valentine's Day, I need the rest of my salvation, <laughs> maybe more than yes. other days, right? So yep. um, pressure, am I going to go down that rabbit trail or who pause and just take a breath with Jesus and see what he's up to? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You guys yeah. relate to pressure? Oh, for sure. I, You know, traditionally we haven't had, we don't really celebrate too much on Valentine's Day. It's not a big significant day for us. But what? Wait, what? <laughs> I know a lot of reasons. <laughs> like, how, wait, how, how? A big part of that was some things that meant to my wife, right, in the past. But what that's turned into is it's not on my radar. So actually, two days before feels awesome. Hey, <laughs> you know, you're like yeah, thank you. <laughs> kind of feels like a kind rescue. Like typically, it's the night before. I'm like, oh, that's silly to not celebrate it. I I want to, you know honor my wife. I want to cherish her and celebrate her. And so then I'm the guy at the grocery store picking through the wilted flowers, buying <laughs> two dozen so that I can pick out six and some other <laughs> twigs and make a little, you know, bouquet to try to right? bring some meaning and honor her and celebrate her. And so that's when I usually feel the pressure is in a day or so. So this is good. I'll go get some flowers after this. There might be a few left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been the guy in the card aisle Yeah, on the 13th Nothing left. at 10 p.m. <laughs> I've been that guy. Yeah. And it's horrible. And it's yeah. a horrible feeling of like, 
you know, you suck at this, John. You totally. don't, you don't love yeah. well. You're not romantic. Yes. You, yeah. And we don't want, we don't want that. Right. We don't want Im- impending failure to already cast a shadow over it. So for me, it's the holiday on the calendar every year that I find myself most wanting to come through for Kelly mm-hmm. and feeling the least capable of any holiday. Like I know I can find a Christmas gift. I know, you know, and uh, her birthday, I tend to navigate that pretty well. And she doesn't put expectations on me, but I find I feel this pressure mounting in me of do something that's significant or that matters or that's fresh and creative and never quite feel I'm going to come through. And so it's led to some awkward stumbles on my part. And uh, so, yeah, there's a sense coming into it every year of tension that I wish wasn't there. And it's all me. It's not her. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also the culture, right? There, There is this, we live in a world, we breathe its air. There is pressure to be amazing and to come through, right? And my particular dilemma is that Valentine's Day is Stacy's favorite holiday of the year. Whoa. More than her birthday, more than Christmas. Whoa, I was now, say more than Christmas. That's maybe a big one. that that's may old. have shifted that's a little a bit, but she loves it, and yeah. she, she loves love, and she. I think it has a lot of childhood positive associations to her, and and for me over the years, it was my least favorite holiday, and so we had that going <laughs> on. Like we were already starting right. a pretty different set of expectations. So I only felt it as pressure, and I res- I resented it. I, I resent it. I'm like, well, why is the world telling us that on a particular moment, on a particular day, we're going to feel really romantic? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right. that, it just yeah. doesn't work. Pressure kills everything it touches. Yes. It kills your joy. It'll kill a birthday, a vacation, right? So, yeah, I've had to, I had to really come closer to her loves, desires. And, and again, she would say, honey, I am not putting any pressure around this at all, but nonetheless, you still feel it. Totally. Come on, be the man, show up, come through. Don't be, don't be yeah. the guy in the aisle at 10 PM on the 13th. Like, come on. That, so there is pressure yeah. there. Totally. And I've been that guy in the aisle. And, and the worst part is when you're looking at cards and all of the wife cards are gone. <laughs> so you're looking out at best friend or <laughs> some generic thing. Yes. And, and then yes. have y'all noticed the cards you find, like the world already is kind of throwing men under the bus and adding pressure because Hallmark cards, so many of the Valentine ones start out like, I know I never tell you I love you, or I know right. I know I often don't come through for you. And you're like, what? Like right. even the card is coming against me when I'm trying to find one. <laughs> well, I'm I'm struck by that, Alan, because what I'm aware of is that starting with like a pretty like diminished view of masculinity, right? right? And rather than bless the beauty and the distinction of Valentine's Day might actually mean something different for a man. Yeah, totally. Than a woman. Yes. We just cut there. It's kind of in this thing of like, better get this card and this chocolates. And then it leaves men with this like, kind of like learned helplessness or this helpless space on Valentine's day. And I've had to, honestly, I learned from my kids, funny story, just recently, it felt like it was from God of like, Hey, wake up and just let me 
start this Valentine's Day. I didn't know it was about Valentine's Day until this podcast. Mm. But let me start by blessing your heart and Samantha's heart. So the story, Mm. January 2nd, January 3rd, I think we took down our Christmas tree. And so the following day, coming to the outpost, we're kind of coming back from Sabbath, connecting, figuring out what, what what our year's holding. And I come home from work, I'm walking up the stairs, and you, you never know what you're walking into. Three young kids, seven, <laughs> five, and three, a beautiful bride. We just celebrated 10 years of marriage. And so it can be anything. And so I my practice is walk up the stairs. Jesus, I need you. That's it. Walk up the stairs. I turn the corner and I see delight and I see joy. My two little princesses, seven and five, are like kind of like hiding the, the um, living room mantle. You can tell they're doing something together and they're like kind of squealing with laughter. And my wife's over there doing it too. And I don't know where my son is. My son's three and I, I don't know where he's at right now. <laughs> but they they turn around and they say, surprise. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be surprised about. I can't really see what's going on. As I get closer and as I get the story from Samantha, the girls spent the afternoon at Hobby Lobby decorating the and buying things to decorate the mantle for Valentine's Day. (laughs) Yes. And it's January 4th or 5th, somewhere in there. I don't know the exact date, but internally, I'm feeling the pressure again. Yes. Yes. And the red alert system's going, oh my God, what do I do with this? We spent money. We're starting today. (laughs) In January, right? And it's, it's, oh crap mode. And then by the grace of God, Braddock, my son runs in, he has a, a toy boxing glove on one hand. He has a Nerf dart gun in another. And he's just like, daddy's home. And he shoots the dart gun, like towards the Valentine's Day decor. It was beautiful. (laughs) But in that moment, I was like, oh, right. My daughters spent time and energy on this. Braddock just wants to play. And it was this beautiful picture and even kindness to the men and women listening of like, it might mean something different, right? And so I think to start in that as just a container for the conversation is just so helpful. That's good. Yes. That's really good. Okay. So where I want to get to, listeners, is helpful notes learned. Helpful notes learned. Like, what? yeah, what's worked? Um, How how do you get it back out of the culture and its definition and how to get into something that could be really, could be really sweet. But before we get there, lessons learned from failures, like Valentine's days that maybe didn't go so well. Cause those, I mean, we learned from <laughs> who wants failures. to go first yeah. boys. Hey. Yeah, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like for me, it's, it's the ones where I completely forgot Often, you know, it's kind of like you're talking about the two different pressures of your wife and you engaging and, oh, you still want to show up, but it's kind of like, oh, let's not get any, each other Christmas presents this year. We'll just spend the money on the kids. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I think I'm still still supposed to get something. Right. 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 You know, don't (laughs) believe her. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need to show up still. And so. Those are, I feel like my biggest failures is when I completely yeah. space it yep. and, or get the wrong thing. You know, like mm-hmm. I buy chocolates and I forget she's allergic to coconut or whatever. <laughs> and it's like full of it, you yeah. know, I'm like what yeah. I thinking? Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. I'm thinking for me, there's like, there's so many 
moments and times of failure. And I look back and that word pressure, I just recognize it just choke, it just, it strangles me. Mm -hmm. The pressure strangles me to where I either am uh, paralyzed Mm -hmm. or I just fall into, well, I'll just get something so I can check it off the, uh, check, check it off the list. Right. And so I would just get flowers for years. And finally, my, my wife, so beautiful and so loving is like, Hey, um, Conrad, I hate flowers. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, why would I get you something you don't like on a day that actually holds a lot of story for me and Samantha? Mm. And then it just began this thing of like, okay, this simple thing of like, well, why don't you just ask her what she wants on Valentine's Day? Like I didn't do that for years, right? Yeah. Um, and so just, yeah, that, that's what's coming to and, mind. And not just once in terms of a gift, right. but you're saying expectations around the day. What do you yeah. want to what do you want to do this year, babe? And and it's a it's an opportunity to, as you've taught us in spiritual discipline of like practice without pressure, ask Jesus. Like yeah. ask Jesus and then ask your wife. Like what? Come on, you play in the sandbox. You, we've already got yeah. the list of failures. Like, let let's ask him. And so it it there's been so much there and we yeah, can riff on that too, good. but I, I would love for that's you good. guys to hear it. Mm. Yeah. This is going to sound like a pretty, a pretty surprising failure, but there was a succession of years, like three or four young marriage where I thought the way to do this right is the really nice restaurant. Mm. It's the linen tablecloth. It's the hushed atmosphere. It's the, you know, yeah. big dollar meal. I thought that was what you do right? That's what a guy does to come through. The problem was she didn't enjoy that. And so I wasn't working in a currency that the bank recognized. Yeah, There wasn't like, oh, thank you. You know me so well. This is exactly what we would both sit there. So uncomfortable. You you, like be on your best manners, right? (sighs) Because you're in a fine restaurant and Mm. it, it was, it was an attempt, but it was almost over the top. I, I think I was trying to overcome fear and a deep sense of inadequacy and also my dislike of the day because I don't like being told, be loving, be romantic on a particular cue. Yes. I think it went over the top and only added more pressure to it. Like the pressure she was feeling then, I've got to put on a really nice dress. I got to look really, right. you know, and, yeah. And so that, that did not produce joy. Plus Valentine's Day, they say in the restaurant industry, is the absolute worst day to go because the staff is stressed, yes. overworked. Yes. Everybody in the restaurant feels like you do, right? The guy, pressure. Yes. So you've got all these people together in this pressure cooker situation, yeah. right? Yeah. For Kelly and me, the the things that I did that I think derailed it the most was I treated Valentine's Day in my mind, like I would have Christmas or her birthday where it was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like I need to do something without consulting her, but that just is this amazing thing that I unveil, whether it's a restaurant or a, a piece of jewelry or whatever. And she told me recently, like, honey, on Valentine's Day, I don't want the big surprise. I want to do something with you that's just fresh and different and new. Like, I don't want to go to a restaurant maybe that we would normally go to if we go out to eat, but I just want to- Your Mexican restaurant. (laughs) The one we go to every night. Um, But she was like, but let's just do something fun. Maybe we're going out bowling. You know, maybe we're going to a, um, 
a place that we've always talked about in Denver that's an hour drive, that's nothing big, but just the two of us. And I realized that was my biggest blow it every year was I felt like I have to come up with this custom itinerary when instead she wanted to be part of the conversation and do something just fun together. Right. Right. Okay. So I, I need to hit the pause button because I'm also, guys, I also realize friends that half of the people listening to this podcast right now are not celebrating Valentine's day for a variety of reasons. They're not in a relationship. They're not looking for a relationship right now. They're just out of a relationship or, or for a variety of reasons. Even, you know, some dear friends who have lost loved ones um, in the last year. So I just want to pause everybody and say, we understand, like we get that. Um, We don't mean to be teeing up an exclusive show. It just happens to be Valentine's week. And so we thought we'd riff on that a little bit, but just to acknowledge, look, for some people, they're not even looking forward Mm -hmm. to the 14th. And, And I would say, tuck your hearts into God. Ask him to speak, ask him to catch you. Yes. What are you saying to me, lover of my soul, right? God is the great lover of my soul. Yes. What are you saying today? And, and then even, you know, spouses that are in difficult marriages right now or estranged, headed into divorce, like catch my heart, Jesus, mm-hmm. catch my heart, Father. What are you, the true lover of my soul, saying to me today, like bring me there, because because really look, half half the audience is is not planning like we are to try right. and rescue something meaningful out of the day. So I just yes. wanted to say that it's so good because already just that alone, whether you're planning or not planning, I can feel just the relief good. and the oh my gosh, there's a bigger story going yeah. on. Yeah. I'm in God's family now. That's it's not good. just Conrad and his tiny little you know his his little dot on the map. So yeah. thank you, yeah, thank you, so good. Yeah. Okay. So notes from the playbook that have been successful. And and I think, Alan, you just teed a huge one up for couples to say, can you talk about it ahead of time? Can you talk about what you'd like to do? And so Stace and I do that. And and to disarm it, we'll often go out the night before Mm -hmm. and the restaurant staff love it. They're like, oh, thank you. Tomorrow is so pressure filled. (laughs) They'll literally thank us for coming in the day before Mm. because yeah, it's just much more chill, you know, take the pressure off or we'll do things like go out to breakfast Mm. instead of dinner. And it's fun and playful and there's no linen tablecloths and there's just none of the clinking glasses and the, you know, starry eyes and just none of that pressure. Yeah. Right, it is fun. We go out, we have, we and we exchange cards and that sort of thing at breakfast. Yeah, you know, for me, similar thing. Young kids, life feels crazy. Mm-hmm. Like trying to find a date night sometimes is it's impossible. Impossible. Yeah. Um, I feel like what Jesus has been leading me into and us more recently, the times I've enjoyed the most is when we're able to grab just like. The five minutes when all of a sudden the kids are playing too quiet upstairs and probably drawing on the walls or destroying something, you know, (laughs) but have this moment. And instead of looking at schedules and like figuring everything out, we're able to just like sit and like, 
how's your heart? You know, yeah. like, how nice. are you right now? Nice. And those have been some of my favorite moments. And it's along the lines of just where's my attention? Mm. Where am I putting my attention? Where am I investing it and putting my attention into my marriage, my wife, you know, what does she need today? You know, how can we connect instead of, cause you know, I, most of our conversations feel like we're coworkers, right? right? Like we just grabbed a conference room, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. We've got five minutes to plan a really intense schedule yeah. for the afternoon. One of us has to leave in three. Yeah. And as soon as we open our mouths, all of a sudden the door is banging. The entire office is banging on the door, grabbing office chairs, throwing them into the glass, right. breaking them. Can't hear ourselves think. And at that moment, I'm not thinking, what's God doing in your life? Right. You know, like, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, in another life, I, I used to work a lot with labor unions and they have kind of these forced 15 minute breaks, right? Mm. So you work a little while and they're all in while they're working and going on the mission, step outside for their, find their 15 minute break whenever that came, be outside on a bench or something. And suddenly they're a different person. You're chatting like, Hey, what's going on with, you know, this weekend, where are you going? You know, yeah. are you getting together with, your wife, your friends, yep. and they're a human again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the piece Jesus mm. is leading me into is like, mm. find my 15 minutes, find the 15, right? Mm -hmm. And how do we connect? Sometimes it's been breakfast. We'll drop the kids off for school and connect for breakfast before work. Right so, on. yeah. 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 That's, that's good. That's really good. I think permission to be at the stage of life is what you're saying as well. Yeah. It's like, look. Man, the young kid stage is just, it is what it is. Yeah. It's chaos. Yes. And to give each other some space and some attention is a luxury. So what can you do then? Right. Like find yeah. the thing you can do. Yeah. And the stage of life I'm in right now, you know, it's Kelly as obviously we want to celebrate together and I want to honor and love her well, but I have a daughter in college in another state. And so how can I reach out to her 21-year-old heart yep. and help her feel a father's love mm -hmm. on that day in a genuine mm -hmm. way without pressure, but but in love? And then my mom, I recently moved across the country here. So she's five minutes away in a retirement community. And just last weekend, I went over to her. She has an apartment in this you know facility place community. And on the door, I found a really fun wreath, a Valentine's heart-shaped wreath, the sparkly and things that I could just put on her front door there. And she's talked to me about that three, four times since, like how oh, special wow. every time she comes back to her room. So it's, you know, whether it's a mom or whether it's a daughter, like an old daughter or a younger daughter, like I think the season we're in it's, as men is how do we love well mm -hmm. with our wives if we're married, yep. but also looking down at children and looking up at a mom if she's still around or, yeah, or yeah. somebody else special in our life. Okay, that's really good. So guys listening to this, it's not about the pressure. It's not about failure. It's not about performance. If you take all that off the table mm -hmm. and you say, how do I love? How do I love well? We just got to give you a, 
a quick insight into the feminine heart here. Uh, tomboy, athlete, wherever they are on the spectrum, every woman longs to be seen. Mm-hmm. So it's that attention thing. Yes. You have my full attention, yes. right? They long to be seen and they long to be pursued. Mm-hmm. I am interested in you, in your heart, in your story. How are you doing this week? What's going on? What are you dreaming about these days? Mm-hmm. Honey, what, you know, if something really wonderful could happen this year, what would that be? Yeah. Questions like that. Would They love that. Yeah. So here's your aging mother in a retirement facility. But every time she sees the sparkly wreath on the door, she's like, oh, my son sees me. Yeah, she right? feels loved. Somebody, yeah. somebody mm-hmm. is there for her, yeah. even though her husband has passed away. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, it's so good. I think in that in that um, same idea and same kind of category of like moving away from the pressure and just moving to like thinking and seeing our wives, thinking of and seeing our brides or, or, or the women that we love, it's been a practice of mine. Um, Morg has helped me with this of get them the same gift every year and you become more present every year. And so in a decade... So, for example, what it what it is for the shuttle girls is we get them new shoes every year. Samantha and the girls, and now we'll welcome Braddock in there too because I love him too, right? <laughs> and we get new shoes on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's fun! And like that. and the point is is for me, I'm a chronic um, recovering performer of just what's the what's the actual one target I got to hit and I'll hit it. Yes. And so it takes the pressure off of the gift if I already know what it is. And if they already know what it is, and now I can focus on bringing my attention mm. and my mm. affection mm. and just thinking of them I like and that. seeing them a little more. And so mm. I'm 32 now and at 42, hopefully my 17-year-old daughter and 15-year-old daughter and 13-year-old son and my bride, we can all find ourselves at a shoe store yes. and I can have over a decade become even more loving and present. And so it's those little things of, mm. it doesn't have to be the grand slam every year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be the grand slam every year. That's yeah. good. That's really that. good. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. I, I really like the idea of talk about it. Sweetheart, what do you, what would you love this year? What, what would you like to do? You want to make dinner at home together and just mm-hmm. do something simple at home this year? Or obviously you've got the kids. What should we do with the kids? Mm-hmm. How can it be fun? Is it game night? Yeah. Right. And listen to the desires, listen to the expectations. That's really, that's really helpful. Yeah. And take the pressure off. I'm talking to guys here. Take the pressure off your wife to validate you mm. through whatever you do. Right. Like that. Ruh, row. No, no <laughs> woman wants to feel like the guy tried to come through and now he's, you know, looking for approval or, yeah. or is this going to result in the romantic evening afterwards? Or, you know, like if you can love well without, or without expecting her to give you a card back or a gift back, like to be able just to go, I just want to love you well. And whether that's dinner at home, like you said, cooking yeah. in the kitchen or together, or whether that's doing something like to be able to offer it, without this look over your, you know, kind of over at her all the time, over the table, like 
is it working? Does she like right. it? <laughs> totally. This is a home run, right, babe? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm crushing right. it, right? Right. Tell me I'm crushing it. Yeah. How's your dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Other simple things that have been really joyful over the years is watch a movie together. And, and yep, let her pick, you know, it isn't Die Hard 17, you know, <laughs> it, it isn't Gladiator, probably, right? It, to sit down, like there's a movie that we love called About Time. It's mm. good. Oh my gosh. So romantic. Such a great story. To sit down and just watch that together and with whatever you happen to be having, takeout, you know, Chinese takeout, yeah. Thai food. Really, really fun. Mm. And and it's another sort of how do we disarm the evening but also make it special? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even doing it together necessarily. Like you could say You're in hey, separate sweet. rooms watching yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> not with the movie. Hang, hang Watch on. the movie together. Hang on, Alan. <laughs> but but like to tell your wife, hey, I bought you a spa pass. And why don't you go out today, whether it's the 14th or the 13th, but go out. And just let this be an experience of lavishness, mm. you know, pedicure, manicure, mm. massage, whatever. Mm. But, you know, like those are kind of things you can pour into them mm -hmm. that isn't necessarily um, where you're present the whole time, but they come back rejuvenated and really yeah. appreciated. Yep. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Any other suggestions from the playbook? Yeah, the I mean, the ask is so important. Whenever I shared the story about the flowers, like you know, Samantha said, Conrad, I don't like flowers, <laughs> and what that's turned into is, in addition to the shoes, um, is just. So I asked her, okay, so what do you want instead of flowers? Because in my mind, I saw my dad get my mom flowers sure. every Valentine's Day. Yeah. Thank God, like thanks for leading the way and showing me that like a gift is needed, and like that was awesome, Dad, mm. and I there's some distinction there. And so I finally, you know, Samantha, what would you like besides flowers? I would love chocolate covered strawberries. It's so simple. Like, yeah. and in my mind, I'm like, I got to get the linen tablecloths, the flowers and the chocolate strawberries. And Jesus is like, no, just do the strawberries. And it's enough. And it is mm. because not only is she mm. seen, but mm. she's responded to mm. and listened to, right? Yeah. So often I overcomplicate the thing yeah. not just valentine's day but yes. you know, the marriage in general and yeah 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 that's good okay i'm gonna give you another one sitting in the sage seat yeah. i i do have quite a few miles uh, on these tires yeah um that to in a note in a card perhaps verbally but i think written down this is this is who i see mm. i see you um and this uh -huh. is why i think you're beautiful and to just name the things. You're the kindest person I know. You're so great with our kids. You're, you're just amazing when people are un, unkind to you. You're so forgiving. Like just a name yeah. here, I see you. And this is why I think you're beautiful. And it's not about weight and it's not about hair, right? It's about her. It's yeah. about her heart. Yes. That That's a home run, guys, yeah. to be able to put some words to it. Women crave words and men can starve the, the woman in their life from words. So like bring your words forward. Yeah. Tell her what you see. That's really good. It is. It's so good. So the last thing I would add guys is just take the pressure off yourself by asking God, 
what your wife, or if you're not married, your girlfriend, or perhaps your daughter, or whoever in your life, what do they need? Because God knows them far better than you do. Mm -hmm. He knows what they're struggling with, wrestling with, mm. and he also knows your heart. And so it, to me, it takes the pressure off if we can pull back, not one hour before, right. you know, but, but even a day before and just go, God, what yeah. does she most need? And yeah. how can I help be Jesus to her through you and not the shiny, sparkly, fancy, you know, thing that the world says we have to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. That That is a truism for anything you care about. Christmas, a vacation, a child's birthday that you want to go yeah. well. A anything you care about, you have got to invite God into it. Come into this, Father. Come into this, Jesus. Show what, how should we live this out. Yes. Walking with God through it can just change so much um, because love is opposed. Intimacy is opposed. Joy is opposed. And so I'm going to land the this Valentine's Day podcast in it with a different angle here. So this is now for everyone. If any of our single friends are still listening, this is for everybody. Birthdays, significant moments, and things, days like Valentine's Day, raise in every human heart um, your feelings around love. Everyone has a story of love, and it's a very mixed story. It's how you learned love in your life, which was probably for many people very conditional, perhaps even abusive, you know, emotionally, verbally, manipulate, you know, manipulation. Everyone has a story of love. We all do. How love came to us, how it didn't come to us, and this is actually one of the most important parts of any human story. How did you learn love? And Valentine's Day for me always brings that up. And it, because here's where it takes me. It takes me back to grade school and the little Valentines yep. and the paper bags on the back of the public school, you know, kind of thing. And if how many you got yeah. and if, mm -hmm. and if that, special person that you were hoping puts a little card in there doesn't or right. We all yeah. have a story of love and being seen or not being seen, being rewarded for being pretty, but not being pursued for who we really are. Yeah. All that, right. Invite Jesus into that this week. Yeah. Like ask him in, say, Lord, I, I need to really know more about my story of love and how I've learned love in my life and how, because I want that story healed. I want my story of love healed by the yes. love of God so that I can love better and so that I can receive love as well. That that's everyone's story this week. Whatever else, whatever yeah. you're doing on the 14th pales in comparison mm -hmm. to what I have just said in the last 30 seconds. Your story of love is central yeah. to the story of your life and to invite God into that and show me, what did I learn about love, Lord? I'm not even sure I know, or many of you do. Lord, please come into that. Please come into the fear still around love or, yeah, the withdrawal, the isolation, whatever it may be. Please come into that. Meet me here this week. Let's redeem the whole week. Yeah, that's so good. Right? With, with that kind of approach and that kind of prayer. <laughs>